Welcome and welcome back to the Athlete Maestro Podcast, the sports education podcast that helps young athletes like you break your mental and physical limitations in sports, as well as come up with a strategy and a plan to achieve your sports goals. I'm your host, Tola Uglewe, and this is episode 937. You can achieve a lot with practice, develop your work ethic, and let go of what ifs. He's one of the biggest athletes to ever come out of China. At seven foot six inches tall, he's one of the tallest basketball players of all time. Today on the show, Chinese superstar Yao Ming. If you watched basketball in the early 2000s, there's no way you would have missed Yao Ming. Not only was he one of the tallest. He was also one of the most recognizable faces in the NBA. The story around Yao's birth is one that has caused controversy for a really long time. Both of Yao's parents were very tall basketball players, and story has it that they were deliberately matched to produce a dominant basketball player who would dominate the game. By the time Yao was eight, he was already five foot five inches tall the average male height for a player who started out hating the game he would go on to leave his mark at the age of 13 he started playing for the shanghai sharks junior team and by the age of 17 he joined the senior team in his rookie season with the team he averaged 10 points and eight rebounds per game he would play for the team for five years winning one cba championship interest in yao was ever growing and by 2002 it reached a crescendo yao entered the 2002 nba draft after agreeing with the cba who gave him permission yao was selected number one overall by the houston rockets he thus became the first international player to be selected number one overall by the houston rockets of course uh, many of the previous number one overall drafts had been people who had gone through the college system and of course most of them were americans he will play only nine seasons in the nba but he will certainly leave his mark despite the prediction by many analysts that he would fail in the nba yao proved them all wrong in his rookie season in the nba yao finished second to amari staudemeyer yao was also voted an all-star and became the first rookie to start in the all-star game since grand hill in 1995 that same year he won the laureus newcomer of the year award in 2004 he was again selected to the all-star game and led the rockets to the playoffs the following year the rockets made the playoffs again and yao broke the record for most all-star votes at the time the person who held the record was a certain Michael Jordan. The season after 2005, where injury plagued for Yao, but his influence in the game never waned. Eventually, in 2011, Yao retired from the game. On the international scene for China, he helped the team to win three consecutive FIBA Asia Cup gold medals. In 2016, Yao was selected into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Today is your mentor, guys. And there are three lessons that I want you to learn from the legendary the legendary yao ming you see yao ming is an example is a perfect example of the fact that you see it is not the accolades and the titles and all the things that you win 
that really determine your influence that really determine your your status in the game or what you achieved right it, it depends on the number of factors Yao Ming never won an NBA ring he never even got to the NBA finals but his impact in the game the influence that he had on the game like it was so far-reaching he was truly the first Chinese superstar the first global superstar in the nba from asia right because not only for his height but everything he he literally just had the full package like his attitude his character the way that he behaved like oh he was it was just absolutely special of an athlete and you know it's an example to you guys that it's not always about winning it's not always about winning oh win 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 it's not about that right it is more than that it is more than that first lesson guys that I want you to learn from Yao Ming is you can achieve a lot with practice. You can achieve a lot with practice. Now, of course, I, I choose my words carefully when talking about this episode because, you know, Yao Ming's past is, is one that has been, um, you know, quoted with controversy. So there's a book um, titled Operation Yao Ming that somebody wrote about, you know, how Yao's parents were matched and they wanted to become a dominant, they wanted to produce, they wanted them to produce a dominant basketball player and, and all of that right now whilst we cannot um ascertain or verify the content of the book we're going to put that aside right so the point is that or the point that the author was trying to make was that yao hated basketball right didn't want to have anything to do it but because of the chinese regiment right they forced it on him and literally said hey you must do this you must do this now let's assume for a minute that that was true let's assume for a minute that was true it is not excusing um the behavior if that is actually what happened right but let's assume that that was true for a minute the way that the chinese were able to do it which later of course got instilled in him was that they were heavy on practice now when yao was inducted into the naismith basketball hall of fame he was the first person to speak in that class and that class had some pretty elite players including a certain alan iverson Yao Ming then gets up on stage and he says, I have no idea why you guys have chosen me to speak first, right? When we have the legendary Island Iverson in this Hall of Fame class. And the reason that Yao gave was because I needed a lot more practice than Alan Iverson, right? So Alan Iverson, of course, we've looked at him previously on the podcast, you know, legendary basketball player, right? He was one of those players who were, you know, just, just supremely talented, right? And the point that Yao Ming was making was that whilst Alan Iverson might not have needed, right, to train as much, might not have needed to practice as much, might not have needed to put in effort to display the skills and all the things that he did, he had to do it. But guess what? Alan Iverson also did not win a ring. And when you're talking about star power, you can, you can put Yao Ming and Alan Iverson together in his preparatory moments right in his build-up to coming to the nba while he was with the shanghai sharks right yao ming trained most times for 10 hours every single day for 10 hours every single day so let us assume that he was not a natural the way alan iverson was a natural let's assume that he didn't have basketball in his blood let's assume that that was not the spot that he was supposed to play that the chinese forced him to play it and all of those things you see what he shows what his example shows is that with practice you can achieve anything right with practice you can achieve anything you devote the time long enough you are going to get it and i remember when we had dr scott goldman on the podcast as well this was one of the things that we talked about in terms of 
you know th this notion of talent right you know what what exactly is going on what exactly is that right and dr scott says and he talks about how you see the only difference with the athletes that are intelligent is that it would take them less time to grasp something so the athletes with talent it would take them less time to master this particular thing whilst the one who doesn't have as much intelligence or who doesn't have as much talent then you know maybe it's going to take him some time before he grasps it but one thing that he alluded to and which he ultimately came back to is that you see if that one that has talent that has the intelligence does not put in the work and the guy who does not have the intelligence or does not have the talent continues constantly puts in the work every single time guess what the guy who did not put in the work is going to get to the same level if not more than that guy that had talent and of course, it's a coincidence that Yao Ming and Alan Iverson were in the same draft class, right? Um, same Hall of Fame class. Coincidence. But it's a perfect illustration of what you can achieve with practice. So yes, Alan Iverson didn't need to train that much. He didn't need to train for hours on end. But guess what? Yao Ming, who didn't have that natural basketball ability, who needed to train extra, give it time and time and time and time, what happened to him? He achieved literally almost the same thing as Allen Iverson in the NBA, if not more. When we now talk about an athlete like Kobe Bryant, who of course, you know, was talented. Might not have started out talented, but he was talented. He coupled the talent that he had with practice. I mean, Kobe was, was noted for training at ridiculous hours, 4 a.m. in the morning, 4.30, 5.30, even when there was team training later on, right? Because he coupled it together, what, did, what, was, what was his result? What did he get? one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Same thing with Lon James, right? So LeBron, talented basketball player, coupled it with practice, one of the greatest basketball players ever. Guys, you can achieve a lot with practice. You can achieve a lot with practice. I'm probably still going to do an episode or a masterclass or something, you know, on practice. Like, I'm going to dedicate a whole month. Maybe, maybe we'll do that in March, right? Dedicate a whole month, right, to practice. How can you practice better? Everything you need to know about practice, I think we're going to do either March or April, right? We're going to go into detail on that. Guys, you can achieve a lot with practice. Do not play with practice, guys. Dr. Greg Young, when we had him on the podcast, also talks about it. How it is extremely important, guys, that you pay supreme attention to practice because that is where you own your skills. That is where you refine yourself as an athlete. That is when you get the opportunity to test out things to put things to work, to experiment with a lot of these things. Guys, number one lesson from Yao Ming, you can achieve a lot with practice. Number two lesson, guys, is develop your work ethic. Develop your work ethic. I don't care the type of athlete you are. I don't care what, you, what you've achieved. I don't care what you're planning to do and all of those things. You see, there's no way you're training 10 hours a day if you don't have an insane work ethic. You know, it's the same example that I use with myself on this podcast. There's absolutely no way that you're having close to a thousand episodes without an insane work ethic. There's no way you're becoming a great in your game without an insane work ethic, right? And you see, there are two ways this work ethic can come. The work ethic can come in practice. The work ethic can come in execution. Now, I'm going to use the, the two examples as well, Alan Iverson and Yao Ming, right? So Yao Ming was a guy who obviously, I mean, achieved a lot through practice, just like I shared in the first lesson. The way that he was able to do that was because he had an insane work ethic. Like I said, you don't train 10 hours a day 
and not have an insane work ethic. Now, if you look at Alan Iverson, yes, let's assume, it's not true, but let's assume that Alan Iverson didn't even practice at all. Didn't take practice seriously at all. That's not true because, of course, you know, he devoted time to his craft. You see, one thing you cannot take away from Alan Iverson was that his work ethic in execution. You see, the minute he stepped on the hardwood, the minute he was on the basketball court, his work ethic was through the roof. All through the game. He was giving 1,000%, right? Until that final whistle, until the buzzer sound. Guys, you have to have a work ethic. There is no dodginess. There is no escaping it. You know, and I've used this example as well in the past where you're going to see athletes who you want first-class results, but you want to give second and third-class efforts. It's just not possible, right? And I shared it. I was, okay, it was an Instagram live I was doing sometime last month. Well, of course, I shared that, look, there is no way you are achieving mastery in anything without devoting time to it. There is no way. To say that you are a master at something, you're going to have to devote time to it, right? I'm not going to say you're supposed to devote this amount of time, but there's no way that you're achieving that thing without devoting time to it. So it's the same thing we practice. This ties closely to lesson one. There is no way you are achieving a lot with practice if your work ethic is not high. If you're not willing to practice multiple times, if you're not willing to repeat and repeat and repeat the things that you're trying to learn, right? The things you're trying to improve on, you cannot do that if you do not have the work ethic. That's just how it is. That's just how it works. So it is not fallacy. It's not something that you just used to joke around. It's not something that you just used to know. You have to have an insane work ethic. And I've shared this example from previous athletes on the podcast as well. When we looked at Drew Brees, when we looked at Tom Brady, who of course just recently retired as well, these were guys who were first into the facility for training and they were the last to leave. There is no way that you do that, right? If there's no way that you do that if you do not have an insane work ethic. It is the work ethic that makes you the first to get into practice in the morning. It's the same work ethic that makes you the last to leave. We saw the same thing with Cristiano Ronaldo as well. You know, when he was talking about, obviously, that ill-fated interview that ultimately led to him, his contract being terminated, he said, look, a lot of the young players, they don't have that work ethic. They don't have that drive. They don't have that determination. Guys, you have to develop your work ethic, right? Remove or detach yourself from motivation, right? You need to put in the work you're putting in the work. It doesn't matter if you're feeling it. It doesn't matter if you're in the mood. It doesn't matter whatever your feelings are. If you need to put in the work, you are putting in the work. That's how it works. If you need to put in the work, you are putting in the work. Second lesson, guys, from Yao Ming. And the final lesson, guys, is let go of what ifs. Let go of what ifs. You see, I've noticed that there are a, a lot of athletes, right, who, who live in this what if world, right? What if I was able to achieve this? What if I was able to do this? Uh, what if this was the case with this particular thing or that particular thing or if we were able to do this or that and, and all of that, right? And you never face the reality of any situation you find yourself. You never face the reality. So you end up living in, in fantasy land. So after Yao Ming had retired, right? And he was doing like um, one of these sessions with ESPN. So the, the interviewer asked him about his his team up with Tracy McGrady. So Tracy McGrady was this multi-talented NBA player who was drafted by the Houston Rockets, who were Yao Ming's team. And of course, the idea or the plan was that 
they were going to team up and then you know the rest as they say is history they were going to win multiple um nba championships but obviously yao ming had that injury and all of that so the guy was asking yao ming that tracy mcgrady had said that if both of them right were in their prime and they were injury free that the rockets would have won an nba championship and what yao ming says even though this is just fantasy right they're both long retired right long retired yao ming says we can't say what if what i hope to see is that we could have done better how we could have created a better outcome right just listen to that he says we can't say what if what i hope to see is what we could have done better how we could have created a better outcome now there's no there's no there's no uh what's the word now there's no expectation on the line like they're not putting him on the spot like i said these guys are long retired so it would have been easy for yao ming to say yeah i believe we would have won right and of course that would have been it but guess what absolutely not he does not live in what ifs he completely lets go of the what if scenario same question they asked him said if you could go back to 8 24 25 what would you do differently in the nba and he says absolutely nothing he says absolutely nothing all my success and failures made me who i am today guys you have to let go of what ifs a lot of you live in fantasy land right where you're trying to imagine oh what if i play better what if i done this differently what if i taking this approach what if i had tried this what if i had made this attempt you see, you cannot go back and change the past. What you can do is from the moment you come to that realization, do things differently going forward, right? It's okay for Yao Ming, right, to reminisce about what could have happened because he's retired. You see, what is worse is when you are doing it while you are still actively playing, right? Oh, I just wish this might happen. So that's why I said, let go of what is. Let go of what ifs absolutely important guys that you let go of it because what ifs are not going to get you anywhere and like Yao Ming said he said what what I would have wanted right was to look at how we could have been better and this is a guy who is talking about the past this is a guy who is talking about something that happened before so if he can reminisce if he can look back at those things then it means that you that you are in the present instead of saying what if you're calculating right what can we do differently how can we better plan? How can we better achieve this? Um, um, what should our approach be in trying to make this happen now? Right? That is the difference maker, guys. You have to let go of what ifs. You have to stop living in fantasy land. Yao Ming, guys, exceptional player, not just because of his height, uh, but because of every other thing that he brought to the game. Episode 937, you can achieve a lot with practice. Develop your work ethic and let go of what ifs let go of what ifs head over to the website guys check out the free and paid resources that we have for you there all of it is geared to helping you break your mental and physical limitations in sports as well as come up with a strategy and a plan to achieve your sports goals to achieve your sports goals if you haven't subscribed to the podcast you haven't left us a rating and review what are you waiting for what your rating and review does is that it helps other athletes find the podcast know that it's a worthwhile resource they can use to chase their goals in sports athletemyshow.com forward slash subscribe and if you have any questions whatsoever you want me to answer them on the show send me a mail friday at athletemyshow.com friday 
at athletemaestro.com. I'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show. Remember, knowing is not enough, you must apply. Willing is not enough, you must do. I want you to go out there, learn all the lessons you can from Yao Ming. I want you to go out there and I want you to be a maestro today and every single day. Here's a clip from my episode with Seth Pepper. Seth Pepper is someone who went from complete novice in his sport, starting his sport at the age of 14 years old and going on to be a two-time national champion, Hall of Famer and achieving every success he could in his sport. I finally became, I'd been two times, I'd been second behind Anthony Nasty. And so my senior year, that's that third you know, third time's a charm. And so that's when I, I won, right? Won twice in, in one nationals. And so along the way, my brother had been experiencing this, whether I was coaching him or just, that's my brother, right? That's normal. And that's what I try to do with people is normalize your success, right? So see where you want to be in the future kind of like you know when i put those pictures of pablo the olympian on my wall it was to trigger this curiosity this thought over and over it's like a post-it note you know just to you know put it on the wall to remind you to think about it right and so my brother was experiencing that firsthand because he knew me he grew up with me and all of a sudden i see my brother doing these things oh i can do that right for more, including how to unlimit your potential, how to build your mental game, how to deal with pressure, how to deal with expectation of sports, check out episode 926 of Athlete Maestro with Seth Pepper. Hey guys, one last thing. If you're looking for the key areas that you need to focus on as an athlete to take your game to the next level and achieve your sports goals, then you want to check out my free checklist on the five key areas you need to focus on as an athlete. Head over to athletemaestro.com forward slash key area. athletemaestro.com forward slash key area to get your hands on that free checklist.